This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here at Tab. He helps me out with your computer problems, questions, comments, and concerns. And you're nice enough to join us on this lovely Saturday morning. So let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to our resident groupie, Danny, in Glastonbury first. What's going on, Danny? Hey, listen, big deal on Monday with um, with Elon Musk. The Starship, the the one that's 400 feet tall. Yes, the one that looks like it's going to go out and attack Ming the Merciless, yes. Yes. Well, it's got the nose cone and the flaps on and everything, and it's going to go up 15 kilometers. Yep, awesome. And they're going to do a turn around and do a belly flop because that comes down like at an angle on a belly flop, and they use the fins to kind of slow it down and guide it, Yikes. and then it flares up and it lands. Uh, hopefully with the engines, and he said it's got like a one in three chance that it's going to come back in one piece. One in three, huh? One in three, and they've got a big uh, destruction no go zone out in the Gulf offshore for uh, it blowing up on liftoff. Oh, lovely! So Monday it's happening, huh? Monday. Awesome. That'll be no, interesting. No specific time, but sometime Monday. And this is uh, number eight, and they already have nine and ten almost ready to go. Neat. So, you know, he just blows them up and fixes up whatever made it blow up and then launches the next one. Well, I thought you were going to call and talk about Starlink because uh, SpaceX wanted $16 billion of our money to subsidize Starlink. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Don't, the- don't start. <laughs> well, he can, that's why he can afford to blow him up like that. I heard that tone in your voice when you started with, with Starlink earlier. That little, that like you smelled a head of bad cabbage or something. Exactly. Yeah, that look on your face, I could tell. Yeah, I mean, it's great that he can blow up his, his rockets, but it's on my dime. And the cost no, of the... And, not. Uh, Only that billion he got from Obama. He's oh. been footing the bill on all this. He's just trying to get a contract for the rural, uh, rural license for um, the, the, the satellite. So you know what they're going to charge you? Bob is looking it up for Starlink. Go ahead, Bob. I got an email, and I may get it in the first I believe of January. It. Well, you're not in the right um, latitude. We yes, checked I the am. latitude. Oh, well, we checked it. We don't think you are. Really? I, I'm 41.7377. Yeah, but it says it's not going to hit that, we think. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, it says you've got to be between 45 and 53 degrees. In so January, you're too low. with a couple of more launches, I may be able to sign up. All right. Well, it's a hundred dollars. I think a hundred bucks a month. Four ninety nine for the dish and ninety nine for a month. Yeah. All right. You know the deal. All right. Well, I know I w- the deal. I got the email. All right. Well, they know you're you're definitely more of a resident groupie and must than Tab. So uh, you, no, I think no, you no, should no, be hooked no. you up. You guys are my first love. Oh, we have- <laughs> thank you, Danny. All right. Let us know how it goes. Danny, Danny, our resident groupie and Musk uh, fan. Let's go on to Paul in Southington. What's going on, Paul? Hi. Hey, hey Paul. listen, I got a, um, I cut the cord about six, eight months ago. Yeah. And over the last month, I'm getting a lot of buffering on YouTube TV and, um, well, other things. I mean, it's just basically the, the, the cable's not performing like it used to. And I don't know, how do you tell if it's Cox cable, my modem, or my Wi-Fi? Right. There's a lot involved with cutting the cable. So... Have you done a speed test? 
Yeah, I'm getting. I just did. I get like 175. It just went down okay. this morning for like a minute or two minutes. It was totally uh, out. All right. Well, 175 is fine. Your speed is going to be fine. Um, the other question then is, what are you using to stream your service? Well, it, let me just back up. It's not only the um, the YouTube TV. It's also it's everything. Right. What are you using to stream it on your TV? Are you using well, when you... Roku's? I have all Roku's. Okay. So the Roku's might be part of your problem. Um, are they older Roku's? Or are you trying to stream high definition, 4K? No. In fact, the one I the one I have is uh, um, the better one that I actually have an Ethernet cable attached to it. Okay. So there's no issue there as far as that that goes. So it could be the service itself. So it could be, if, sometimes if you check to see if, if it's the service, the app, the device. So if you check out YouTube TV and you get the little circle happening, but you go over to Netflix and there's no issue, it could be that YouTube TV is having an issue. There's so many variables. Yeah, I do find I get much better performance. Uh, like if I fast forward or rewind on yep. Roku, it'll buffer like four or five times the circle goes around. But if I use my LG TV smart app it's yeah. much faster okay so you have had luck with the smart app so yeah. each of these these streaming devices i would say contribute m massively to your performance issue i was having a discussion with somebody over thanksgiving who is picking up a very nice television and improving their sound system and all this fun stuff and i said well what are you using to stream he goes well we take a chromecast and use our phones i'm like what the heck are you doing i mean that's going to pr produce awful performance trying to Chromecast from your phone. You're just added two more variables. So I would contend that you want to look at your streaming devices. If, you're, if your bandwidth is at 175, your bandwidth is fine. Yeah, but um, today, today I was watching on my phone yep. and it went down. It's just, I'm, I'm saying it seems like even I couldn't get to the internet. It's not only... Um, well, okay, so was the internet down? Were you able I don't to... Know. That's what I'm saying. I don't uh, know if it's the Cox cable, right. the modem, the Wi-Fi, how do you isolate it? Well, you got So you could always go down to your basement and reset the modem. Uh, the modem Which is I a thing. Yep. And then if you're back up and running, you were down with an, with a modem issue and an internet issue. You could always reset your Wi-Fi. I called Cox about six months ago. They said, "Well, you have your own modem, so it's a seventy-five dollar fee for us to come out and look." Correct. They want to rent it back to you. That don't do that. Yeah. Um, how old's your modem? About a year. Okay. So occasionally they're going to drop the connection. I mean, it is what it is. It happens to me. It happens to Bob. It happens to all of us. So when your internet has an issue, your, your, your first stop can be the router. If you reboot the router, internet comes back up, your router froze up. That happens. You could all, then you would go down to the basement or wherever your modem is, reset the modem. If that solves it, then your modem was down. Your internet service was down. Um, your Roku could be having issues. Your your stream host could be having yeah. issues. There's so many variables. You just have to start with a systematic approach. Usually, I just reboot the modem. Uh, I always reboot the router first because if the, if the router freezes up, I just reboot it to start. And then if I get nothing, it's the modem. If, and also, somebody in your uh, house might be downloading some huge file. No, Correct. Me and my wife. Okay, so that's not it too. But there's there's, no. there's another variable. Um, it all it just all goes back to you know good solid technology and it sounds like you have good technology, so you're just dealing with the the issues that occur occasionally. Whereas before you would power off the cable box and turn it back on again, or you would take the rabbit ears and adjust the tinfoil. Oh yeah. And yeah. Now you got to go and reboot the modem. What I would do is over uh, the last month it's gotten much worse. 
What I would do is keep a log of when it's bad and when it's good and see if there's a pattern. Hmm. Yeah. Last week was good. The week before I was getting it like on the hour at 5 o'clock at night, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. It seemed like it was going down. On the hour. Yeah, that's when you get your traffic. So I think you're just determining a pattern. Are you in a condo? No. Hmm. You're in Southington, though, right, Paul? Yep, yep. Have you checked out Go NetSpeed? I see them on Old Turnpike Road, but unfortunately I have underground wiring. Uh, I have the same problem. It's going to be such a tease for us. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it could be your modem failing. I mean, they, they, they're only 50 bucks, right? They could be, it, it could be a lot of different things, and you have to troubleshoot and find out what, you're, what do you find you're resetting to solve the issue the most often? I've been, like this morning, I had a res- I, I reset, I unplugged the modem and the router. Yeah, but you don't know which one no, was the culprit then. No, I don't. So do uh, the m- I did do, I was looking online, and I found that I could get into the modem and do a, um, a, a log. Yeah. Like at 6 o'clock this morning. Now, I don't know what this stuff means. It says six consecutive T3 timeouts. Right, that you were losing connectivity to the service, the host. It sounds like it's a Cox issue at that time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> right, yeah, because that's the last line there, right? So my, my, my thought with, with Bob's idea there is you log it, but you reboot the router first. If the router gets you back up and running, it was the router that had the issue. If after you reboot the router, you're still down, you have to go reboot the modem. And that means it's a, it's a modem issue or a service issue. And that's okay. at that point, you'd call Cox. Hey, do we have an outage? Um, yep. And they can tell you yes or no. And if they say, they'll always say no. And then you keep you know, figuring out how many times you reboot that modem. It could just be your modem is going. But gotcha. Hard to see hey, exactly. One more comment. Yeah. Um, when you're talking a few times, I listen to you a lot about um, dropping the landline. Yeah. I did switch to UMA. Great. But I have an alarm system. Mm-hmm. So I need some kind of phone system to to dial out. So it's just like, okay, I just can't drop my landline. Now, are, do you have a newer alarm system or an older alarm system? No, it's probably about eight, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because the newer ones typically use a, a, a cellular link. So you yeah, I called them, but it's like $10 a month extra. But that's cheaper than a phone line. No, I'm paying UMA. I'm paying nothing. UMA, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yes. UMA is just the FCC charges, which is like six or seven dollars. Right. Five dollars, yeah. But a well, copper phone line is about twenty-five to thirty dollars. Yeah. So, so I'm using I'm using my alarm system through UMA. Oh, it's working. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were telling you were telling me it didn't work. Oh, good, good, no, good. No, no, no. That works. It works. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Awesome. You, I'm that's just great. telling you that some people can't drop their landline because of the um, alarm systems. Right, and in your case, you're able to connect UMA and it still works. It's, it works, yes. Awesome, but yeah, yeah o- I older do have systems. One problem now. though is if I have a uh, alarm, it for some reason it locks up the phone. They can't get my home phone, but they get my cell phone. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, the phone's in yeah. use with right. that one line. Yeah. It makes sense. How many alarms do you yeah. get in Southampton? Come on, don't tell me very many. No. Okay. Oh, usually false alarms. <laughs> awesome. So. Alrighty. All right, sir. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, our pleasure. Good luck Bye-bye. with trying to troubleshoot that problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. So, Peter, Allen, Doug, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. 
And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, three lines uh, all jammed up, and thank you for joining us. Let's go over to uh, Peter in West Hartford first. What's going on, Peter? Hi, guys. I uh, love your show. Been a fan for many years. And, thank you. Uh, uh, now, here's uh, my uh, dilemma. I've got a uh, an elderly uh, Dell Latitude laptop. It's E6410, probably... Um, 2010, 2012 uh, vintage. It's got mm-hmm. a i5 CPU, 2.4 gigahertz. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I, I think it's it's uh, maybe the disk drive is starting to uh, to fail. But here's what I'm experiencing: mm-hmm. when I start up the computer, it typically takes uh, a considerable amount of time actually to load up just the main page. And then when I try to start up my Outlook, it can take forever to get that to load. Mm-hmm. And then opening uh, any browser uh, like Chrome, which I use mostly, um, can take a while to load. Even when I click on it, uh, you know, it, it may take 15, 20, 30 seconds before even the browser comes up onto the uh, the screen. Mm-hmm. And then at times when I am working online, whether it's uh, even whether it's uh, in my Outlook or or uh, doing something, uh, you know, in a uh, uh, you know uh, in an application somewhere uh, through the uh, through the net. Um, the system will actually just end up becoming extraordinarily sluggish, and sometimes it'll just freeze up entirely. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll end up hitting, uh, you know, the task manager, and I'll, I'll uh, quite often I'll see that the disk utilization has spiked at 100. percent Yeah. And I'll, at that point, I'll have to restart it in order to get the uh, computer, you know, back in a uh, functional mode. So. Is that good evidence that the disk is getting ready to say bye-bye? I would say not necessarily. Right, and I agree with Bob. Not necessarily, right? What's happening is memory swaps are occurring, RAM swaps, and it's going to the disk, which is much slower. How much RAM do you have? Uh, Well, you know, I'm looking in my um, system summary here, and it it says that... um, I've got installed physical memory of four gigabytes. Yeah. Total physical memory of three point two four. That's total not a lot. Total memory is six point nine nine. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So do you have? Well, the first thing I would look at is to increase your RAM. You know, I, we would say about eight gigs minimum. Yeah. Actually, nowadays we're at sixteen. So, RAM is one issue. The other thing is, when you said Outlook takes forever. How much email do you have, and is your the PST, once your PST gets up over a gig, you're going to wait and wait and wait for that to open. Mm -hmm. So it may be that you need to uh, archive your email. Which I've never done, yeah, okay. And then get get that file down. The other thing is the size of your your cache in your browsers. Uh, A lot of times they set it up to a, a a gigabyte in speed. Well, when you open your browser, it has to read all the cache. Right. So if you have a, a gig of, if it's using a gig of space, it's reading that gig. It takes time. So you want to set your browser cache down. I usually set it down to like between 50 and 250 megs. 
So there's a lot of lot of aspects, but we would also caution a twelve, you know, an eight, eight or ten year old laptop is not worth spending any money on. Well, I already have a I already have a new laptop that I purchased uh, a year ago. Okay. And the only reason why I haven't used it because you know I'm I'm cheap enough where I didn't want to spend the money on buying a new um, office suite because yeah. I can't transfer my Outlook to it, which I thought I could, but I couldn't. No. And, uh, you know, I, I'm basically lazy enough to uh, say, well, you know, I'll, maybe I'll do Office 365 or I'll, I'll get a new Office suite. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you folks aren't, aren't big on the Office 365, but that certainly seems convenient. It's convenient. It's just that you have a monthly cost for the rest of your life to use Word. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I use Word infrequently. It's yeah. It's really, for me, it's having the... Uh, the uh, Outlook piece yeah. of it, is, as sure. well as you know the uh, uh, you know the spreadsheet. Stuff. Same idea, though. You're renting it for the rest of your life. You know, if you do the math on it, um, you'll it's cheaper just to buy another copy of Office and do, let it run another decade than to rent Office 365 um, based on yeah. your usage. Um, so that any kind of math like that, I mean, we come across that with cloud phone systems. Hey, my my phone system only costs uh, $250 a month. Well, isn't your phone system going to last you 15 years? Yeah. I'll do that math. Your phone system costs you probably three or four times what your old one did. Um, so those monthly costs just add up. So, you know, in your case, if that's what you're going to continue to do, I wouldn't spend any money, though, to improve your system because – Buying a hard drive and buying RAM for vintage hardware is harder to find. So if you're lucky enough to find the RAM, great. If you don't spend, if you spend, you know, let's say fifty bucks to a hundred bucks on some RAM, see if it improves it. If it does, great, you win. Or you you add another cost of a solid state drive. Now you're going to reload the operating system on that old on, on the drive. Um, you'll get some more performance out of it versus just getting over to to an office suite for a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I tell you to turn this sucker off and use the new machine. Well, you know the office. I, I thought they were the, the buying a new office suite was more in the four hundred dollar range because you oh, know I've no. got the only for I the pro. The, yeah, that's what I have. Okay, do you run? Do you need Microsoft Access? Do you do Access database work? Uh, I don't do Access, right. but uh, I, I certainly do Excel. I, yeah. I use Word. Uh, the so biggest use home and that business I have is certainly the is the Outlook. Home and business, then, is all you need, Peter, then, which is a lot less expensive than the full pro. Home and business. If, if you look at what they offer, it's Word, Excel, Outlook, um, Publisher. And it's like, it'll be like $290, $300 or so um, for that suite. You pay for it once, and you'll have it for the next 10 years like your current one. Yeah. Versus buying RAM for an old machine. I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer to me. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, I've already got the replacement. It's yeah. really just... Uh, for, for me, it, it, it I need to load the new stuff on the new computer. Right. And how difficult is it once I, wh- whether I end up doing the Office 365 or buy a new Office suite, I still need to get over the the Office information, that, yes. uh, I mean, the Outlook information I have on my old computer to the new one. How easy or difficult is it to do once you've installed the new software suite on the new computer? It's an export and an import. Obviously, if you just set up your uh, your mailbox again, it'll re-download whatever's still out there um, on the uh, mail server. But you can do an export of a PST. Depending on the age of the off, the Outlook, um, it should 
read it new. Yeah, so you outlook that you you export that PST to a file, move it over in a thumb drive, and then uh, import it into your new Outlook once you're done. It's not that big a deal. Uh, okay, <laughs> and that would be regardless of which approach I, I yeah. take. It would be. If you went to 365, you'd actually have to try to get it out into the cloud, which is always fun. Um, because most likely your host right now is a third party. You know, who's providing your email? Uh, we use uh, Network Solutions. Yeah. So if you if you stuck with Network Solutions, you're going to get 365 from them. If you purchase 365 from Microsoft, you're going to have to move your account to Microsoft, which is much more problematic. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, your mail, okay, your... Well, that's an interesting thing. So if I, if I ended up doing the, uh, the 365 for whatever reason, I really should be buying that from Network Solutions. Uh, yeah. Just the outlook piece of it. It might give you a little less trouble, yeah. We gotta get we're hitting a hard break here, Peter, but I hope that helps you. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you. We'll be right back. back this is computer talk with tab on a small business saturday get out there and help a small business i mean they're open all during the week too i'm always kind of kind of was wondering about that why is it small business saturday but uh it's something to say get out there and help your small businesses out it's saturday but help them all during the week uh, especially here in connecticut we're not going to recover if ever until 2030 but as far as i'm concerned we haven't been able to recover since 1992 uh but that's just been my experience Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Doug in Chester first. What's going on, Doug? Uh, hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, uh, Got to say you guys do an excellent job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Um, okay, uh, I have a ThinkPad X1 Generation 8 by Lenovo. Yep. Uh, it's, really, it's really, really good. It's, it's kind of like flagship, if you will. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Included in the hardware uh, data sheet, spec sheet, whatever you want to call it, there's a 50Com A50GL. Um, that's supposed to enable me to to uh, uh, Verizon because it happens to be my carrier. And uh, anyways, so you want to use uh, Verizon as a as an internet connection? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, an, I'm a computer engineer. So, um, okay. uh, there's so many details I don't want to get into it and it's taken me like a month and I waited since last weekend to call you guys. So thank you very much. <laughs> okay. and, um, I actually called you guys directly and they told me to call Burns and they actually helped me with some other computer issues. So thank nice. you. And yeah. that's good, good lead in for the small business. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> cool. Um, they are very good. They are, they're excellent. So, um, Lenovo sent me this computer. Yeah. Okay. It, it was just like an absolute nightmare, the oh, entire no. process. And, like, nobody knew how to enable the mobile capability so when I'm away from Wi Fi, I can get on the internet, provided yep. I had cell phone towers. Right. You know, um, yeah. So it took like a month. Just yeah. to, and, and, I mean,. I probably shouldn't say this, but I have it all documented with video recordings, and I would like to be able to get in touch with you and have you guys watch those because it was absolutely, it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I mean, you you name it, anything bad that could have happened happened. 
Like I agree. Murphy's law. Murphy's law. Yeah, anytime you deal with any kind of cellular connection on a laptop, it just seems to be difficult. Um, they had to activate that, that SIM card on that laptop, right? Oh, yeah, that's correct, the IMEI. So I went to Verizon about 20 times, different stores, et cetera. Yeah. They all played stupid. I finally went to the Avon <laughs> store. And I talked to awesome people up there. They're, they're, yeah. I was always a gentleman. Everybody is always awesome. And uh, here's the kicker. There was, there's, you know, the Windows 10 Pro authentication sticker on the bottom of most PCs or whatever yeah. legitimate operating system it is. Yep. Um, next to that, there was, there was a, uh, a sticker with the IMEI number on it. So yep. every time I gave Verizon the IMEI number, they said, sorry, sir, it's not compatible with our network. <laughs> and when I when I purchased the computer, it was, um, you know, I I told them like millions of times, Verizon, Verizon, Verizon. Right. So my understanding of it, it was locked into GSM, which is typically for Sprint and AT and T. So that yep. didn't help me that much. Nope. So it was like climbing Mount Everest beyond. It was like going to et cetera. You know. Uh, Did you end up then interfacing with uh, the other carriers then, because that's designed for that carrier? No. No, I dropped the ball and returned it. And then, <laughs> said, and Wait then a minute, I, you returned I, this laptop? Yeah, I talked to, uh, um, after being on hold for about a month off and on when I yeah. had free time, I finally got somebody that resembled a supervisor, which, nice. and, and um, oh my God, long story, it's not even suitable for the air. All right, but, but they um, took it back, they took it back. Yeah, they took it back and they sent me out a new one, but All right. that, was, that was another uphill battle too the entire time. Wow. So basically and, the moral uh, of your story is if you ever want to use a cellular connection on a laptop, use your cell phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot. Well, yeah, that's easy <laughs> to do that. Um, uh, I'm surprised they didn't tell you that advice. It's turn on your hotspot, buddy. Well, yeah. no, they tried to sell me something first. I know, so. I know. That's um, but here's the thing. I finally got in touch with somebody at Lenovo that used to work at Verizon, and he, he said, all you had to do was install VZ Manager on the laptop. And it's like, okay, there was no instructions to do that. Oh, um, in the settings of Windows 10 Pro, it looked as if it was, it was locked on GSM. And as we know, it's like I needed WCDMA for Verizon. So just so, the, the, the thing about your call dog is kind of funny because I was watching yesterday a little a little TV and uh, they talked about the 80s or the 90s and they did their first cell phone call in that parking yeah. lot with the big brick phone and you're you're and they were able to make a phone call to Germany right Bef this is the beginning of the cell phone the first call was a call to Germany and you can't get your laptop in the year 2020 to actually have an activated SIM card to work on a cell phone service it's like it's like magic to those people you're talking to isn't that crazy. Well, the, it, it gets more and more. It, it is, absolutely. And it gets more and more. And like I said, I have it all documented, video yeah. recorded. I could edit it into an awesome comedy. Pretty gotcha. humorous. That is I funny. I was always a gentleman the whole time. Sure. <clears throat> but um, So yeah, you're basically like, one of one people. Well, not only that, but the entire tech service, customer support. Why would somebody get into customer support if they're not qualified, if they don't care if they help people or not? Yeah, that's not the goal. The goal is to simply be a person that's breathing. They don't need to solve anything. They just need to breathe. Well, remember <laughs> Stranger Things when they used that term mouth breather? That came yep. out in the 30s. It yeah, I know. So funny. That was like pre-pandemic they used the term <laughs> mouth breather. Yeah, Colin McEnroe used to always use the term mouth breathing knuckle dragon troglodyte. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. I always remember it. But yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It, 
it sure is. So, it, you know, um, well, I don't want to get into it. But, um, That's okay. You were great. Your, well, your calls are Go ahead. Thanks. Um, I talked to you guys about Alexa issues before. I hope I didn't trigger like 100,000 <laughs> listeners' Alexa devices just now. Um, but uh, sure you did. what do I do when I get the new PC? Because I don't want to be on hold for like a week with uh, Lenovo fake tech support. Yeah, so I would tell you, you know, you now know the issue. You know that you have the service. You know the tool that you need, that little PC software you referenced, right? So that should do it. If, if it doesn't do it, just use your laptop. I mean, I'm sorry, just don't, use your cell phone. Don't use a laptop. I know, but I paid a lot of money for it, and if it doesn't work 100%, I'm not taking it. I hear you, but remember, this is the second shot at it, so now it's your fault. Fool me once, shame on them. Fool me shame twice, me. shame on you. Right. Right, so right, right. this is on you if you keep fighting about it. You did it again. It's more than me. In addition to that, it's like shame on the industry. Because I know. Why do they sell stuff that doesn't work? It's so, it, it, I, I completely agree. The problem is a lack of understanding with IT people. They, they, they follow these weird trees of logic, you know, and they go, if then, if then, if then, back to start, if then, if then, if then, back to start. They don't actually think outside the box anymore. So you finally found somebody who had some understanding of Verizon in a laptop, or they couldn't Google the answer fast enough. They should be within their system, but it is what it is. <laughs> you Google know? the answer. If somebody's Googling the answer, I could Google it myself. They're wasting <laughs> my time. I and hear you. Microsoft goes, yeah, but we have free tech support, sir. Yeah, it's more like I'm volunteering to waste my own time because you're sitting there Googling stuff, and it's like I could figure it out myself. I hear you. It is, it is the nature of the beast these days. But, Doug, I appreciate the call. It was definitely entertaining. Well, you know, Let us know if the second one works. Yeah, I will. I'll try to reach out and get in touch with you guys somehow. Thank you so much, and take good care. Happy holidays. You yeah, know. you too, Doug. Take, take it easy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a laptop with a cellular interface is rare. And it does kind of stink that they couldn't diagnose their own issue. We're going to step out for a quick break. Uh, Rick, David, and Jeff, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to uh, get online. We are broadcasting live over at... Uh, WTIC's Facebook page, if you want to follow us on Facebook Live and put a comment out there or say hello. I see uh, we've got Bob from St. George, Utah on the uh, the old stream. Thank you for being there, Bob. And uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Rick in South Windsor next. What's going on, Rick? Hey, hey, not too much. Uh, so i got a couple of computers I'm, I'm dealing with. Um, I have a Dell... PC uh, tower that's about seven, eight years old. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking of transferring to a four-year-old laptop because this the, the uh, tower is just like molasses. And, you know, it takes forever to do anything. Yep. Um, plus, I'm using Lightroom, which is like the job of the hut of uh, photo editing yeah. apps uh, in terms of agility and gluttony. Yep. Um, so, but the problem is that the PC, the laptop has 2.4 gig of uh, 4.0 gig of RAM. Oh, that's not much. Two point, yeah, and the 2.4 processor, but it flies. The PC has 3.2 gig gigahertz uh-huh. um, and six gig of RAM, but it's like completely bogged down. And I, so I don't know. Do I want to transfer 
stuff to the laptop, or do I want to try to fix the uh, PC? Well, have you done any scans? Do you have any malware on the PC? Uh, no, I'm using Windows Defender. I've done scans with uh, malware bytes, unless okay. you guys can think of something that would be a better tool for that. No, no, great. So your malware is probably clear. Um, yeah. You know, you could uh, you could pop some more RAM in that computer. It might do well. Uh, you can clear some of your cache. You can clean up some drive space on the old machine, but it doesn't really mess yeah. with performance too much. Go ahead, Bob. Have you opened up the resource manager on your machine, your slow one? Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I used that program. I did look through all my startup programs, and I, I got those to the bare minimum. Okay. Well, the task uh, manager is what he's looking at. App, well, if you open the task manager, you can see yeah. what's, where your resources are being used uh, on a 50,000-foot oh, yeah. scale. But then yeah. down in the lower left corner, it says Open Resource Monitor, and you can find what specific process is using your... Uh, your resource in a given area. So if you're, if it's your disk space that's being used, you can click on the disk, and you can actually find out what process is running that's slowing it down. Right. So okay. you can that way you can have at least focus your efforts. And, and if it's a process for an application that you don't use, you you can take it out of your startup, and then you you know you should see better performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I've taken everything out of my startup that I possibly can, and I I don't have a lot in there. Um, so I, I, and when I look on the uh, task manager, the resource manager, it seems to be Lightroom, and I use Opera for a browser. But even if I close Opera, it still seems to run really slow. I can't figure out why. Well, well, is it your CPU memory disk? Why you know? Is it yeah? If you're using Lightroom, it could be your video processing is really low too. And or the hard drive is running the old, you know, 5200 RPM drive. It's just showing itself to be slow based on its, the fact that it is slow. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the hard drive is about four years old. Um, I did have it replaced. Yeah. So would it make sense to get a new hard drive and just kind of start from scratch? Or? It might, but again, it's a seven-year or eight-year-old computer, so I don't want you to spend too much yeah. money on a machine at that age. It's going to fail in other ways. Um, and, and you can try Lightroom on your laptop. You can't transfer the program. You can just you know load it again on your laptop and try to run it to see how it performs. Um, you know if your laptop is similar in specs, it should perform similarly. But Lightroom needs you know good video processing, a good amount of RAM, and the bigger the file you bring up, the more it needs to cache all that. So you just can't throw four gigs at it. The, the cameras we have these days produce some seriously large photos and that's probably also part of your issue. Eight years ago when you started with Lightroom your your photos were less less uh, intense, less large um, yeah. less megapixels right, and I'm storing them in uh, raw format too which is uh, which takes yeah. up a lot of room um, so I guess moving forward um, would it make sense to throw more RAM into the laptop? It might. Uh, I would load the, load the processor. Is that a deal breaker? No. Uh, what's your video card in the laptop? You should go to Lightroom's um, requirements page, the spec pages, to see what it requires for video processing um, okay. and see if your laptop meets it. Just because you have okay. gigahertz and RAM doesn't mean you actually can process a lot of graphic data. Okay, gotcha. You know, that's right. the key. I will check that too. Yeah, I haven't checked that. Uh, it might make sense to just maybe just get a new machine. Yes, 
So if you have a committee involved, you can explain to her that um, a machine that can actually do the job is what you need. Right? Okay. So you want a solid-state drive, 16 gigs of RAM, and go and go on Lightroom's page to see what it requires for video processing and CPU processing. I would tell you to get an i7 if you could get one, and uh, okay. that might be a better better route. Yeah, and what, what ballpark? What would something like that go for? You're talking about uh, a laptop? No, I would always talk about PCs. They last longer unless you really plan on being mobile with your Lightroom editing. Um, nope. A PC will give you a good eight or nine years of continuous service. Laptops, you're lucky to get four. But um, you know, I would stick with a PC and t- take a look at your specs. But you know, you probably spend about let's say twelve hundred bucks. Okay. So it's it's not cheap, but it's also something that's going to give you a good eight or ten years of performance and some great picture editing. All right, all right. I'll talk to the CEO and I'll let you know. All right. Good luck, Rick. All right. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, gotta work on those committees. Um. The bigger bigger key with your committee is make sure you're backing up your pictures that are part of your your computer because if you lose them all, that CEO might get pretty upset. Let's go to David in Prospect next. What's going on, David? Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Our pleasure. So um, I'm retired, um, and actually I'm so old that the first computer I had at work was an IBM XT with 10 megabyte hard drive on it. Wow. So... uh, yeah, you are old. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and my first portable was a compact with two floppy disk drives and it weighed yeah, about 40 oof. pounds. Yeah. Um, Is that the so one that looked like I a sewing machine? Uh, yeah, it was the size of a sewing machine. It, was, it had a screen maybe five inches across. It was yeah. great. Ah, uh, technology. Um, I recently started working for my daughter. Uh, she is an entrepreneur up in Boston, and her work's going really well, so I took over her business office for her, and I'm doing that remotely. Yep. Um, she has everything up on G Suite because she wants to be able to access her files wherever she goes. All right. Um, as soon as I got into the picture, I immediately downloaded all her files Good. onto an external hard drive so that I had them on the external hard drive and always safe and secure. I'm not a fan of uh, the cloud, and I know you guys aren't either. Well, it, it's, it's fine as long as people think about a backup for it because G Suite's yeah. not backing it up. And I actually have it backed up. Onto, so it's downloaded to one external drive, and that is always backed up to a second external drive. Awesome. So I, I like redundancy. Yep. Um, the issue I have is this summer when I wanted to work outside and access these files through my laptop through Wi-Fi, if I tried to access them and the desktop which they're connected to was not awake, you cannot access the external drive. Correct. There's no way to keep unless I that desktop awake all the time. There's no way to Correct. get around that. There's no way to get around that, and we're coming up against the hard top of the hour break, but you'd have to keep that computer on in order to access it, uh, David, but we're all out of time. Thank okay. you for thank uh, you for calling. Sorry about that. Not quite all right. Thanks for Yeah, I want to thank everybody else for calling on this lovely Saturday afternoon. Thank you, Matt, for producing and uh, working over there in Farmington. Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. That also works. And if you want to get to any of the information on our Facebook page, just like us at Tab Computer Systems. See you next week. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? 
With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.